That was Masquerade, a demo that was for Britney Spears. I want to thank Maya Marie for uh, granting us permission to utilize this. Uh, and for those who are listening, Maya Marie, since she's been co-writer, background singer, she's been involved in all of these different projects, um, on her Patreon page, you can actually listen to some of these songs that Maya Marie has co-written, demos that she has worked on uh, for Britney Spears. So if you'd like to check it out, go to her Patreon page. One thing I wanted to say is, uh, if you go to YouTube or any of the streaming services, you can see a lot of Britney Spears demos. Uh, many times you'll see producers just kind of throw their name out there saying, oh, this beat was used for, and you find out that that was not the case. Um, but the one thing I want to uh, kind of point out is, there are several times where Britney Spears demos have been um, sent to the public illegally. There have been songwriters and producers who have talked to me about their iCloud, their storage, their computers being hacked. Uh, and then people take the demos that were hacked and release them. Oftentimes those people that are uploading the kind of illegally downloaded versions of them are monetizing on that. Uh, and that's a big problem. The other thing is ultimately by leaking these demos um, where no parties are involved, it's actually hurting the ability for the artist involved to make money. It's stunting the creative process. Um, for many times, you've had songs that were leaked that some people are like, oh, she doesn't, Britney Spears doesn't sound great, or this artist doesn't sound great. That's because it's a working project, a work in progress. Uh, and it kind of hurts the legacy of these artists when people say, see, listen to this, this is terrible, because that's not the finished product. We tend not to do that with movies. Uh, we tend to just pay for those movies. But music, uh, there's a lot of times where people think they're entitled to the music for free. Now, the thing is, there are those producers and songwriters who rightfully own the songs that release it. Several have shared with me some demos that haven't been released to the light of day yet, uh, and they're often great, but it's those artists that are giving permission for me to hear it uh, with them, uh, of course. And it's just making sure that you're protecting the legacy of these artists. And many times, the songwriters and people involved they're relying on these songs. So when these songs are waiting in the wings to be put onto an album, if somebody legally hacks into an account and takes that, releases it, you just hurt that artist's chance of making money on that. They put all of this time and energy into these pieces of art that people just casually think, eh, it's not a big deal. But it is. It could have been that one artist's opportunity to make it big. You're not going to see many times where a song gets leaked and then it becomes a hit years down the road. No, once the song is out, chances of it becoming a radio hit? Very unlikely. Not saying that it's not possible. So keep that in mind. Don't try to stunt the creative process or hurt the ability for these artists to make money. Don't monetize on stolen information, stolen art. And go to these producers, these writers, their Instagram, their fleets, their Insta stories, all of these where they've been releasing their own art with their permission. So keep that in mind. But I want to get back to the episode. I want to welcome again Maya Marie, recording artist, songwriter. Uh, she has a lot of great projects coming up. For those who this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. This is the Original Doll Podcast, Britney Spears, by me, James Rodriguez Horton. And what I do is I kind of go behind the scenes of the music industry, entertainment industry, to give you a little insight about the people that make this happen, the people that have been a part of this legacy of Britney Spears. This podcast is a love letter to all things pop and Britney Spears. 
talking about the hard work that she has put in to create this career. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. There's a lot of James Rodriguez's out there. I'm the one that Britney Spears follows, so it should be easier that way. On Instagram, the.original.doll, or on the website, www.theoriginaldoll.com. Don't you want my iconography? Don't you want to stay and then follow me? Don't you want to aim for the stars we see? Don't you want my iconography? Well, so when you were working yeah. on Body Ache, was the Britney Jean project in, like, were there, was there the A&R executive producer saying, hey, we're looking for songs in this vein, in this style, or was this something that you were working on that just so happened to catch the ear of somebody who was working no, on I believe they this. were kind of looking for an Iconopop-ish thing. I think that was the direction. I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. I love it. I don't care. That was Iconopop's number one song, I Love It, featuring Charlie XCX. Now, something that some people might not know is when the song was originally released and it was sent out to radio, Charlie XEX was not the featured artist. Here's the thing. Charlie XEX wrote that song. When she received a cut of what was going to be released, her and the label said, whoa, 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 there's a lot of Charlie XEX in there. The chorus is pretty much Charlie XEX. So Charlie's label contacted Iconopop's label and they put Charlie XCX as the featured artist, rightfully so. And at the same time, I'm trying to remember if I was already doing background vocals, but I don't think I was yet. I may have done a couple. Um, this album actually, before it was Britney Jean, she was working on another like album with Rodney Jerkins. And I was a part of that as well, but that never... Uh, came out she did a and bunch that's of- well and that's something that's hard for people to get is that an artist or a label can say you know what we're shifting direction so everything you worked on at this point yeah just scratch yeah so I don't know if her origin that was but yeah that can happen you know and it sucks for all the songwriters that had all these songs with her um well and and what I really like especially in this in in talking with other songwriters and producer, producers people that have worked for Britney projects is what many of them appreciated was at no point was Britney Spears trying to take full writing credit for things she was not involved, where she was like, you know what, I added a boom. And then it's all of a sudden she gets 90% of the, you know. Famously or infamously um, do that. And she has graciously never really done that. And I do know for a fact she did write really great songs. There's so many that I wish would have made it that were really cool. I don't even remember the names of them. Same with Femme Fatale. There was like one or two that I'm like, why didn't those make it? But it happens. I've listened to demos of, you know, Britney, of of things like that. Like, of course. And at the same time, it's also, it's me going, man, that maybe that was that one shot that that one producer had. And now it's, you know, watered down in, in, in the internet. And the other thing too is, and I think it's difficult when I don't, 
I'm okay if a producer releases their own stuff at their own will. I don't like when people have been hacked. And I remember Madonna with like Rebel Heart and things where the whole album, it was just taken out. And it's all, people are like, ah, she's terrible. These songs sound, but they're not the finished product. They're not the mixed one. And people don't get that, that there is studio magic to polish off things because you need to master it. You need to work on oh levels my God, on this yeah. podcast. I have to work on levels, just me. And it's just me and one other person. Yeah. I'm not trying to get all this in. And I think it's difficult, but I think what's great is that you have such a diverse group of songs that have been on there that I have heard. Um, once again, Patreon, my Marie, that I think <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. So I kind of would love to know what are those songs that were like, almost there that like you were like it made it to like mile 25 and a half and then the 26 because we talked about before how an artist could just just say you know what we're going in a new direction yeah it could go in a new direction i mean they could yeah they could have cut it and then um i actually was this month because now i'm like at the point where i'm like i don't even care anymore i used to be so scared to release anything or talk anything about britney or any of that and I have so many demos that I'm like, I wish people could just hear it. I know they're going to go crazy a minute, whatever. I don't care. Um, but I have so many great Britney ones that I, it was just when I was like a weirdo obsessing on that pigeonhole sound. But I'm like, God, so many of these are so good. A lot of them I did John Asher. Um, but I think I'm going to upload. Uh, it-, it should be like to fans with love, Maya Marie, like, throw it out there like this is this is what you want and the thing is it's difficult because you're using your you're you're birthing a child and you know they're going to be the people that just dislike you because they oh, just yeah. dislike you that's with everybody like I got Taylor Swift could release great albums and people are like she's terrible you know what I mean it's like ugh. oh yeah I got him I mean that's fine I'm fine with that and something I wanted to point out and I've mentioned this before is the amount of aggression towards women online Maya Marie is a songwriter, is a singer, backup singer, all of this in there. She created this, this work, these pieces of art. So she chooses to release it. The thing is, there's a select group of individuals who just come at it. So when Maya Marie releases an official song that she wrote for herself, you have people that try to find out where they can review it or rate it just to, you know, to give her a low rating just because they don't like her. And that's just ridiculous. The amount of energy people spend on throwing hatred is just, it. I don't know. I just, it's confusing to me. Because it's like, just use your energy that you have. Promote things that you love. Promote things that, artists and pieces of art that you enjoy. Share that with the world. You know, it, it does take a lot of effort to remember to post positive things. We always remember those reviews where that terrible time you had that one time, but Put a little work in. Think about those times, those items, those pieces of art that were just great, that you enjoyed, that you'd recommend. Do that, and you don't have to tear down another artist to promote your artist. A world exists in which two artists can be queens of whatever you want them to be. Keep that in mind. And how do you then, as a background vocalist, do you... I'm assuming you're in the studio with the separate, produ- it's the producer or the vocal producer usually? That but, you're uh, I, was, I was usually with Anthony Preston and um, what was his name? Jordan was the engineer or something. He was really nice. I was so broke recording um, at that time. Julian, Julian, Julian. He was really cool. 
so broke recording that one time I could, I didn't even have like gas money. And I was like, and I was not getting paid for anything. And I was, and Anthony actually like, he's like, I'll give you 200 bucks, you know, just like, cause I hadn't gotten paid anything. Cause even with background vocals, it takes like half a year to like eat, really get your check and then, you know, start accumulating. And it was so nice. I'll never forget that. As he just like gave me 200 bucks, which was like so much to me at the time just to go and. Well, and, th and that's something where it's like, people don't get that. It's like, you don't just go clock in and they're like, here's your check at no. the end of the day for this. You, you don't get that. And then there's still the money that comes out to go to whomever else, you know, whether it's the government, whether it's eventually union feet, whatever it is. Well, so yeah. when you do and something- just so many, like even with like the Rodney project, I didn't get paid for any of those. Like I was in there for like weeks and I, because none of them made the album, there was no album. Like it didn't Are you happen. serious? Yeah. And that's when I started learning. I was like, oh, I need to charge for like, doesn't matter. If so wait, so you, album, it just, you recorded, you did your job of recording these vocals for this Rodney Jerkins out. And that was before Britney Jean, right? It was after Femme Patel or? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, Jerkins was on um, Femme Fatale. He did like two of the bonus or bonus songs. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, and I don't know. I know people are probably going to make this so crazy. I don't even know if he produced the whole thing or what was going on. I can't, I don't know for sure. But all I know is that I oh, did. Oh, he a, about to lose me. Yeah. He I was like, he did. A, I love that song. Yeah. Mickey Shiloh wrote But that, so wait, so you, so when you work on a project and it doesn't get released, you don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah. But if, but we talked to an actor, Doug Budin, on, on one of the previous episodes, he was on... Uh, Will and Gray's friends and he just did Goldberg's and what was crazy is I talked to him the day after he filmed and he was talking about like COVID and, and how everything is different like with unions you have to do certain things get a certain amount of time whatever and he his scene ended up getting cut and I believe he still got paid yeah. which is crazy that background I, vocalist so you I didn't I didn't and then I did I, I did learn to start saying, even if I'm, even if it's not released, I need to, but I didn't know, you know, I mean, I had to like learn as I went and like become more of a businesswoman when, you know, I was doing a lot of it because I was like, Oh, I want a song. I want to, I want to get a song with her. This is my way is to just do this and not realizing like, I can't spend all of this time driving downtown and driving here and, and recording and buying my own food and all this stuff. And I'm not even getting paid off of some this is what's really so something that maya marie mentions that happens a lot in every industry is you know there is this fact that women earn less than men do and the messed up thing is there's numerous business books memoirs everything from sheryl sandberg's lean in uh, and a couple other ones and the harvard business review actually did a great article that was called research women ask for raises as often as men but are just less likely to get it. So the bottom line of their study is that women do ask just as often as men do. They just don't get it. So in this article and in several other articles I read, there's this whole thought that the psychology behind women thinking, maybe I don't deserve to ask, maybe I shouldn't ask. Uh, and I've heard that with, with other artists that I've interviewed and songwriters. And the thing is, it becomes, well, if I ask, am I going to get it? Are they going to think differently of me? Because as you know, if a woman asks for something or gets, you know, gets very vocal, oh, they're being bossy, it's this, it's that, it's it's ridiculous. 
But so what Maya Marie was feeling is very much what many women feel in all of these industries. And there are all these reviews and surveys, articles all about this. Is that women can work twice as hard as men and still receive less than their counterparts. And so I wanted to put this in there that this is reflective of across many businesses. And I hope it changes sad about like people that start in the industry is you're just you have this like dangling carrot or it's like opportunity opportunity and you think like oh let me do all this stuff all this stuff for free 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 and it's like no that's not cool because <laughs> you have to eat and I was like working at a tanning salon and I would like leave early and do all this stuff just to do a lot of these vocals so in that situation working on like the the, the dark child album let's yeah. just call it um so you theoretically paid more to be a part of it because yep. you paid in time, gas, food, yep. everything. How, but how long was that whole process? Was this like a year or was this just mm, a couple months and they were like, couple months. we're moving on? Yeah. And still though, I mean, that's, I it's not an afternoon. <laughs> no, yeah, no. And it's not, and obviously I was like so thrilled to just be a part of it. Um, you know, part of that young and desperate bitch. Uh, but, and then there was a song that John Asher and I wrote that he was like, oh, I'm going to put this on the album. So even more so I was like, let me, you know, I hadn't gotten a cut yet. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Like, you know, <laughs> so I was like totally whoring myself out. <laughs> Did you, the, uh, but background so, vocals. <laughs> you're like, you're like, <laughs> please just take this. Yeah. So then was, so then in that situation though, where we're, you just doing the reference demos or did she actually start cutting uh, i believe she was cutting yeah she was cutting she was cutting them and it's and there you are you're like okay fine i'll i'll do some background vocals if you're gonna put this this song on there and then just to have it like it, it this is the part that i think people need to hear is that you're doing your job you go there you do your job and yeah. then you don't even get paid. No. So these people that are sharing these, which I don't believe those dark child demos have seen the light of day. I don't think but so. so. But it's crazy. But it's crazy though. Then if somebody shares a demo with you where it's like, well, you're getting it for free because I did it for, you know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. it's the frustration of it. So how did you not get upset at that point after working on this project to just go, how do you go in knowing that you still want the business, but knowing, is this going to happen again? Is oh, well, gonna... yeah, that's why the next time I was like, well, you know, I got a little more aggressive. I, I upped my rates a little bit, which is still like nothing, you know, because I was always scared. I was always just scared to be to ask for more to, to even ask to get paid. I was nervous. Like, I just was always like. I just want a Britney cut. I mean, I'll do it for free if I get a Britney cut, which is so stupid because I wouldn't have made any money. <laughs> but I had that mentality. It was just like, I was so, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, and I'll do anything to get it. I literally would, there were, I mean, I would have done it all for free with no credit, you know, on mm -hmm. the on the album. There are lots of songs I don't have credit on. Um, because of all the stupid drama. And that's like not cool. You, I should be able to like get credit. Do you still get paid then? Uh, I get paid, but not not on like royalties back end. Are you serious? Yeah. That, that that's the part that that annoys me. It's this like um it's not valuing the artist and their work. 
Yeah, no, it's not. And so the thing is, it's like, I look at you going, you're like the survivor of this industry because you've gone through the pits of hell with just these these supposed fans who want to tear down things. And it's like... Well, like I said, I'm not even... I'm not. It's not like I can be like, oh, screw you guys. I'm in my mansion. I'm like, dude, I have 12,000 <laughs> followers. I'm not like a huge celebrity. Like, I, so I read these. Like, I get them and I see them. It's not like, oh my God, I have millions of fans. I don't even see... Like, I see it. Throughout Britney Spears' career, many times uh, engineers, music producers have had their emails, their database clouds hacked. Uh, and oftentimes these stems, these different vocal layers, have seen the light of day. Oftentimes it's the final version. Some, they're still working on things. Um, but all in all, these songs were never meant to be seen by the public. The problem most people had was, you know, what does a backup singer do? How do they you know, influence the whole song, this and that. And I wanted to point out once again, as I pointed out a couple episodes ago, is Maya Marie was hired as a backup vocalist. She truly has no say in how the songs are engineered, how the songs are layered, any of that. So people that get upset at Maya Marie for doing her job, they don't understand what her job was. Now, the other thing is, she talked about working on songs in which she didn't get credit for. You still get paid maybe your after a rate. Uh, but what happens is if I sing a song and uh, I, I'm not going to name any of the songs that we are talking about in a few episodes uh, coming up. If I have a song called Blue and I sing backup for Britney Spears, well, then they leave me uncredited. I still got paid to actually do it. So I get paid, you know daily rates or whatever so let's say four hundred dollars for it just generically speaking well if i don't get credited for it and they use that exact song production that exact mastered version in a movie i don't get any royalty on that i don't get any back end on that and that's the part where you're taking money out of the hands of somebody that rightfully deserves it because the songwriter they get that song writing publishing aspect. So if I decide to, or if somebody decides to cover my song Blue with Britney Spears, great. I then end up getting paid because it was a song I wrote. But if I sang actually on the song and I'm uncredited, I don't get paid when that actual version is used in movies. I'm not talking about cover versions. I'm talking about the actual master version. And that's the part that's a problem. There was so much going on and a lot of anger thrown at Maya Marie because they thought Maya Marie's voice is too present on these songs. And there's always been a discussion about leveling of voices. Uh, for those who don't know, almost two decades ago now, uh, Ashanti that uh, was in the news because Jennifer Lopez had a song and everyone is like, well, that sounds like Ashanti. Well, Ashanti acknowledged yeah, they kept her reference vocals in. They kept the ad-libs in. Christina Milian with Play. That's her singing the song on J-Lo's song. Uh, Jenny from the Block. All of these singer-songwriters or backup singers or reference vocalists are on there. And then it becomes, should they get those featured credits? Uh, and once again, a reference vocalist, a backing vocalist, doesn't really have much say. So... Over the next few weeks, we're going to deep dive into some of the demo songs that Maya Marie has written 
um, and talk about other songs that Maya Marie was a part of. And I wanted to give a shout out to Maya Marie. For those who don't know, the original Dot Podcast is a philanthropic one. So Maya Marie knows that when she's come on our podcast, for every question she answers, we get an item donated to charity and the, the communities that we work with. So any guest on here is helping make the community better for other individuals. Um, and we've helped out everyone from women in domestic abuse shelters to children with cancer, cystic fibrosis, seniors in the LGBT community, all that and everything in between. So I just want to say thank you, Maya Marie, and the other guests that we've had for helping that. They're coming on to help make the world better for someone else. So if you want to learn more about Maya Marie, go ahead, subscribe to her Patreon. She puts a lot of uh, her songs that she's worked on, a lot of the demos she's created, the songs that she's written on there. And I ask that you do not put those online to monetize them yourself. This is her artwork. This is her making money. Um, she's just a woman who loves the arts that wants to create art. For those who don't know with the podcast, I have to go through these publishers to get rights to songs, to get permission to songs. Like, it's a whole, there's a whole lot of people involved in this. So sometimes people say, well, why can't you play this song or that song? Chances are because I can't get clearance for those songs. Um, so just keep that in mind for future episodes if you want to hear certain parts. Uh, I'm, I'm limited to what I can use because of what the publishers will agree to for this little old podcast. So I want to thank Maya Marie and let everyone know we have more coming up over the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about some demo songs. Um that she was a part of that she wrote uh, and play some of those snippets and talk to more singers and songwriters and producers who have played a part in created the legacy of the original doll britney spears once again if you want to message me find me on twitter at james rodriguez r-o-d-r-i-g-u-e-z on instagram the dot original dot doll or website www.theoriginaldoll.com uh, and if you try to find me on twitter you want to know which james rodriguez i am i'm the one that britney spears's official twitter account follows should be the easiest way to find me thank you to all the listeners who have been taking in the podcast uh, we charted in over 26 different countries at this point so thank you all so much and i'll see you on the flip side Don't you want my icon, no.